0: Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all...
1: Charlie Sabrina Miller.
0: Hey, hello, hello. How's everyone doing? Thank you so much for being here on this bonus episode of Changes in Latitudes. And now we're going to let the band finish it out. Yeah. Ah, they are hot. They are on it tonight, I tell you that. Yes, absolutely fantastic. That was your most kind... In fact, you're every kind. Alright, this week is my appearance on the Queer Life radio program. Yeah, on September 9th, 2016, I had the honor of being a guest over on the Queer Life radio show, which is out of Calistoga, California, on KBBF 89.1 every Friday night at 6pm. You can also hear it live streaming from the QueerLife.org website. And it's Kaya with her co-host, and they cover so many different trans topics. They get trans guests and so many different things every week. And then she releases it later as a podcast. Well, on the 9th of September, I had the honor, the pleasure to be a guest on the show. It was wonderful. And that's what this episode is all about. So what that means for you is there's not going to be the countdown list. At this time, we're going through the 20 jokes so terrible they're actually funny. So we're not going to have that. We're not going to have the B-side. The B-side is closed this episode. No listener feedback. Just my appearance on The Queer Life. So new listeners, if this is your first episode that you happen to be listening to, it's an odd choice, I will say that. Uh, I thank you for downloading and listening, absolutely, of course, of course, but it is an odd choice because it's not a usual episode, and it's me being a guest on a different podcast or different, in this case, radio show, but it it, it is released as a podcast as well, so I suggest going back and listening to, well, like last episode, 106, one year as transgender queer fluid. It's not it's not something for your car. I, that, I'll say that right now. It's not that. It's just kind of a follow-up from last year's episode, number 52, when I came out as gender queer gender fluid, and I talked about how this year passed, you know, how this last year went. And of course, if you're a returning listener and you didn't get a chance to hear this live when it was broadcast or you don't subscribe to The Queer Life... Here's your chance to hear me as a guest on the Queer Life radio program <laughs> or podcast, however you want to look at it, because it is both. And it's, it was just such an exciting experience about that. So that's what we're going to have this particular episode. Now, you can find all past episodes at changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Of course, you can search us out on iTunes and Stitcher. You, know, you can search out Changes in Latitudes, and usually it pops right up then. As I mentioned, you can find us on the queerlife.org. Like, comment, and share the show over on Facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. send me an email, changes in latitudespodcast at gmail.com. Follow me and tweet at me on Twitter at CIL Podcast. Search out the discussion group on Facebook, Changes in Latitudes Podcast, the discussion group where we talk about different things, different episodes, guests, and things like that. And while you're looking around the internet, Float on over to patreon.com slash podcast and consider supporting the show. And every level Patreon reward gets access to the new minicast titled Unplugged, where you get me talking about topics and other personal things that just don't have a place in the show. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful patron Danny W. Danny, thank you so, so very much. You're one of the newest patrons out there. Thank you so much for joining on the bandwagon of Changes in Latitudes. Thank you so much and and interacting with me. I, I, I am so appreciative, and I want you to know that. I mean, I've written you with emails and comments and things, but I want you to hear it in my voice. Thank you so much for what you do for the show. Okay, let's move into the main topic. All right, main topic, as I said, my appearance on The Queer Life, and The Queer Life can be found on QueerLife.org, and like I said, it's a radio show at KBBF 89.1 every Friday at 6 p.m., and this was me on the 9th of September. Uh, Kaya and I had spoken earlier in the week, you know, verifying that we're good to go. We spoke earlier that day, you know, verifying that, hey, I'm going to call around this time, and... And uh, we're going to say this, that, and the other thing, and we're going to let the, you know, the free flow of thinking go, and we're just going to have fun. I said, okay, great. So the time came around, she called, and this was it.
2: Hi, this is Kaya Kramer, and you are listening to the podcast of The Queer Life Radio Show, LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews on KBBF 89.1 FM check out new episodes of the queer life every friday night on thequeerlife.org thank you so much for listening all right hello everybody you are listening to the queer life radio show and this is on kbpf 89.1 fm Alastoga. Real Life Radio Show, which is LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews here on KBF 89.1 FM Calistoga. I am your host, Kaya Kramer, and this show airs live every Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m. in the San Francisco Bay Area, reaching all the way up to Reading and down to the South Bay Area. We are live every Friday night, and this replays every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. on KBF 89.1 FM and is syndicated every Wednesday night. Uh, 6 to 8 p.m. on KWTF, 88.1 FM, Bodega Bay. All episodes are streamed live from the studio via Google Hangouts on air, which you can watch on thequeerlife.org. Thequeerlife.org has an archive of every single episode, links to all news, topics mentioned, descriptions, and info for all guests, interviewed, access to trans, atheist podcasts, and Honest podcast, exclusive podcasts from the Queer Life family. And support pages for crisis hotlines and access to mental health professionals for those who are absolutely in need. Please like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Queer Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Queer Life. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Queer Life Radio. Disclaimer, (laughs) what you hear on this show should not be taken as strict legal or medical advice. Please use your own discretion and check with a lawyer or doctor to directly address your legal or medical needs. If you are enjoying this program or, or any other programming on KPBF, visit kpbf-fm.org and hit the donate button. All your donations are greatly appreciated. Again, I am your host, Kaya Kramer, and you are listening to The Queer Life Radio Show. Hello, everybody! Again, you are listening to the Queer Life Radio Show: LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews. I am your host, Kaya Kramer, and this is episode ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. That's like that's like a hundred minus three. That's like ninety-seven times one. That's like the integral of. Uh, I I I don't know. I I just I'm I'm gone. That's 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 about as far as I can go on that.
3: <laughs>
2: anyway, this is uh I, I'm really excited about this show. I'm I I I I think honestly I say I say that about every single show. I I'm I'm really excited about every single show, which of course I should be because this is the radio. This is like the radio radio. This is you know this is not just on the interwebs. I mean this is on the interwebs, which is of course a series of tubes. This is. On the radio, like that thing in your car that that comes on when you're switching CDs, or or when you're switching your Pandora stream, or something, or when you know you're you're switching from listening to some of your favorite podcasts, like trans Atheist podcast, or or lesbianist podcast, or or now changes in latitude podcast. Which is really, really awesome. So you know, so I'm I'm gonna stop preambling here, or rambling, or pre rambling, and um, I you know, I just want to let you know. Also, I have uh, um, in, in, in the studio with me, uh, Mandy Camille Howard. As always, as yeah, as always, as sometimes, as as sometimes, as as <laughs> as, as, as quite frequently. <laughs> uh, uh, who who is a frequent contributor to the queer life, a, a blogger on HuffPost Queer Voices, and so uh, she'll be she'll be uh, chiming in. And I've also got somebody on hold right now because um, hold is the best thing ever. Just like as. Don't we all love to hold? We, 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 love, no, no, no. we love to hold. And uh, so I, I have uh, Charlie Sabrina Miller, who has a background in performing arts and customer service, which, which makes for interesting combination when it comes to podcasting. And podcasting in particularly is the Changes in Latitude podcast, which is now a part of the Queer Life family. And... This is an awesome podcast. I played a clip last week. I played a, a clip the, the the week before of their show, and it's it's like it's it's so amazing. Like the the level, the production quality, the topics, the interviews. I'm like I'm I'm honestly I'm just, I'm like shoot. I better yeah. You know, I better step it up up on on here. I might lose my job. So so are you saying yeah. they mar- they married into the family? They they married into the family. yeah So I'm 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 gonna bring them on here. And uh, um, hey Charlie Sabrina, you're on the air. <laughs>
1: Hi! Thank you so much for allowing me to be here and be part of the queer life family. I'm so excited.
2: Yes, and you know I'm I'm really really excited about this because we're 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 actually making it work. Um, for those of you who are are, are regular listeners of of the queer life radio show, we we tried doing this a couple weeks ago, but then we experienced technical difficulties, and so um, <laughs> uh first world problems. Our our engineer was yeah yeah the there video. you go yes so um um it's it's working it's working it's working this this pod racer is is actually working this time um uh, if yes we're live it's happening yes we're we're happy to be here thank you i'm i'm really happy to to have you on here so um first things first um Welcome to the show, and welcome to the queer life. Um,
1: thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I was just about to say thank you so very much for that wonderful introduction. I don't, I don't know, I know I didn't write it, so thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it's just, I mean, like we, like you said, we set this up a few weeks ago. It didn't work out due to technical difficulties, but that was like when I officially joined the queer life. So I've been part of the queer life for three, four weeks now, and it has just been a blast. And I am so excited! I've been looking forward to this conversation all day.
2: Oh my gosh! I, I I've been I've been it's, it's 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 been a thousand years in the making or or whatever the whatever the phrase. I mean, you know, I'm not good at phrases. Um, my mom is my That's... mom is Thai so I never learned these things. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, fair
1: enough, fair enough. I, I was I was sort
2: I'm of raised by TV trailers. <laughs> TV <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, uh, if, if you're just just tuning in right now, you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show: LGBT News, Modern Perspectives, Roundtable Discussions, and Interviews. I'm your host, Kaya Kramer. I've got uh, I've um, uh, Mandy Camille Howard, who's playing Chewy on uh, this episode here. Um, Chewy, as in um, like. The Millennium Falcon, like I, I
3: cannot do it, Chewy. <laughs> See, you, you got a I better mean, one. Yeah,
2: and and my, my, my guest this evening is Charlie Sabrina Miller, who is uh, uh, the the podcaster extraordinaire of the Changes in Latitude podcast, which is now part of the Queer Life family. You can find that on Queer the org, or Google the Queer Life, or uh, find it on Stitcher, uh, Changes Changes in Latitude podcast, or on uh, Play Google Play Music and iTunes and all the above. So. Um, really fantastic stuff. So, uh, Charlie, um, my first question for you, and the question that I ask every single one of my guests is uh, what are your preferred gender pronouns, gender identity, and sexual orientation?
1: Identity. Uh, I identify as genderqueer, gender fluid, uh, kind of go between the two binaries. Sometimes I go to one extreme or the other, and uh, usually I kind of play in the middle ground. Somewhere in there. So when it comes to preferred pronouns, it really depends upon my mood and presentation at that moment in time. Uh, so, so if I'm, if I'm more masculine and at once, I would prefer, you know, he and male pronouns. And if I was more feminine, I would prefer she and feminine pronouns, you know, uh, not, not to be misgendered. And then when I'm in the middle, you know, if somebody says he and I'm feeling like a she that day, it's okay. Yeah, it kind of hurts a little. But I'm in the middle and they're trying to guess, so I'm not going to fault them and then for those that are in the know when I am in the middle, uh, I, I'll go by the neutral day so I go across the spectrum on all sorts of it all so everything works as far as you know how I'm feeling that particular day and how how the the world is around me that day so for tonight <laughs> for tonight um <laughs> For tonight, I, I I don't really have any preferred, so you can throw out he she they, I don't mind. I'm mean one of those middle fluid grounds if that makes any sense at all.
2: You know, it it, it, it does and it's it and, and it doesn't and and and, and <laughs> And and uh, and and the the reason why I answer like that is is because, um, as as host of the Queer Life Radio Show and being educated on such topics and stuff, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I intellectually understand they and them and gender fluidity and 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 non-binary and and all that. But uh, in in the in the same regards, though, I. I, I, find myself struggling as a, a binary, uh, trans woman. And so I'm like, I'm like, it's like, I, I'm a binary person. And when I encounter folks like yourself, whom are, are genderqueer and gender fluid, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're, you're like, you're like, go with the flow. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I'm like set on certain ways and I find myself getting challenged in really wonderful and beautiful ways about about the way that I'm like sort of making assumptions about people which of course we should never make assumptions about people.
1: Right, but human nature, that's what we do, we want to categorize, we want to put people in little categories and little labels so we can understand them to the best of our knowledge and the problem arises when people don't question, don't ask. They just assume, you know, oh, that person that See a girl, that's they, or I mean, that's she, you know, whereas if you actually spoke to them, yeah, they present as a girl, but they prefer the, the neutral pronoun they, and okay, fine, you know, fine, if that's your thing, that's fine, and, and believe me, trying to understand gender fluidity and gender queerness is just as tough for the person going through it as it is for everyone else because you know one day you see me and i'm you know not that this happens often but i'm in a suit let's just say because for whatever reason do you, own, do you own okay? a suit okay <laughs> uh i it, i do but it's like <laughs> size sizes too small <laughs> it's so small i don't fit in it anymore because it's been like i don't know almost 10 years since i wore the darn thing
2: oh gosh but, um
1: yeah yeah so so that doesn't happen often
2: well, you know, I I, I have a well, address or something. yeah. So I, I have a I have a question for you, and uh, this this is for our audience and and our listeners. Could could you explain? And I know this is a this is actually a very long topic, but 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 what exactly, if you could define and and put into like sort of a label or a definition, uh, gender fluidity or or, or being gender queer, what wh- what is your definition of it? What does it mean to you?
1: Ah, beautiful question. I, I say that all the time on my show. I say, let the person define themselves. Um, what it means to me is the freedom to feel however I feel that particular day, and not be con- constrained by society's expectations or standards or or uh, you know object objectification. It, it's it's more of you know today I feel very and maybe some makeup, and I'm going to try to do something with my hair, I don't know, and, and just go about the day. And then there's other days when I wake up and I'm like, you know, I don't really care about anything. I'm going to throw on some comfy clothes and just exist around the house. So when, when other, you know, let's just say binary people get up, they feel that need to put on whatever specific clothing that they have that defines themselves, Whereas when I started embracing my feminine side, which took me forty years to get to, um, I I didn't throw out all my guy clothes right away and because they were comfortable, you know, they're just comfortable clothing. And and it was about a year and change into my, you know, declaration as a you know, at first was a trans woman, so I realized, you know, I don't need to conform to what and it should be and you know, all this, that and the other thing, because it doesn't fit into my Persona, my personality, my existence, my reality. And it took about six months of questioning to really say, you know, I am comfortable going from one extreme of the binaries to the other. And, and I, and I, it was at that point I realized, you know, I don't have to go to the extremes. I can float in the middle somewhere. Like right now, I have my toenails and my fingernails painted uh, a lovely purple. But I've got about four days of uh, uh, facial hair growth because it's just been a crazy few days and I haven't had a chance to pick the time and shave properly. And, um, and I'm, I'm a person right now. I happen to be in just some uh, cargo shorts and a T-shirt because that's what's comfortable right here, right now. But um, last week, I was uh, wearing dress, skirt, heels, and was out with friends having a grand old time. So it's just how it depends on that moment in time, how to define myself. I hope I didn't go around in too many circles because, as I first said, even the individual that is gender fluid, gender queer, by by their own definition, has a hard time saying exactly what it is. It's how you wake up in the morning. You know, if you wake up on one side of the bed, you feel one way. You wake up on the wrong side, you feel another
2: way. I mean, so I mean, first off, thank you so much for answering that so, so, so articulately and and clearly, and and it's something that a, a lot of people, um, you know, e- even in the trans community, uh, have 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 questions about. And, um, um, Mandy, did you do you have did you have any questions f-
3: uh, for them? Um, the the one thing that it kind of veering off. What you were exactly talking about, but the one thing that I've always noticed in the binary trans community and then the non binary or queer fluid communities is that there's, there seems to be a little friction, I guess, be, between the two where the binary people want, it, it's almost like the gay lesbian versus the bisexual. right right right. the the
1: exactly the the the
3: binary binary trans people want fluid people to pick a just pick one just pick something just pick a side (laughs) just pick a side already be be something and then right the fluid people and the in the queer people and the non-binary people are like to, to the binary people like why why are you adhering to the binary that's you know that's it, 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 it's yeah. almost like a hipster attitude, Yeah. right? <laughs> Why are you being all binary? <laughs> you know you don't have to be. You know so, I mean. so are you
2: uh, asserting that the gender queer people ride fixed gear bicycles, carry, carry molest guys, and have
3: handlebar mustaches? Exactly. This is what it should be.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I would, I would just love to hear your experience with that and your your thoughts. Uh,
1: experience with.
3: With, with, with that, with people. that, di- with that, with that dynamic of having binary and non-binary individuals kind of having that friction between the two, where nobody's really understanding each other and everybody's kind of yelling at each other in a way.
1: Well, I feel lucky. I, I know exactly what you're saying, though. Yeah. I feel lucky, though, that I personally. Uh, I'm from, San, well, I'm not from San Diego, I'm from Southern California, but right now I reside in San Diego, and and we are a very, we're like San Francisco Jr. almost, mm. in the sense of being open and letting people be who they want to be, and not holding people back. I mean, there are areas, and there are groups of people that are against the LGBT community, LGBTQIA, however, yeah. whatever acronym you want to use this week, um... Uh, they're going to be everywhere, but we have such a small population that it doesn't really affect the rest of the, the, the city. There are the people that go about their lives and just say, okay, well, that's one of those people over there, mm-hmm. whether they know who that is or not. And then there are the, the ones that are, let's just say, in the family, and they're, they're basically proud of you for discovering queerness, gender fluidness, good for you. Um, there mm-hmm. are a few people in the community, of course, w- that we are the, the, the people that we're that you're asking about, that we're talking about, the ones yeah. that are so set on the binary. And the only reason I can say what I'm about to say is because I I had this discussion with this pre- specific individual. So I'm only going to have this one uh, uh, history to share. Yeah, and it was because that individual. Had a very, very hard time, uh, in life before embracing being trans. Mm -hmm. And because that was so difficult, the first, oh, two, three years into being open and transition and, and, you know, being trans, culty from before, it made the beginning even more difficult. So here's this one individual that, that was, you know, one binary with desire to go to the other and that's all they saw they had horse blinders on they could not see anything else around them because they couldn't accept that within themselves
3: yeah right
1: and so therefore they were the ones that we were were saying the cliche oh choose a gender choose a side um and it was because of that individual's own experience with the process right that it made them think that way feel that way but that was only one individual so there ha- so i haven't had the mass of uh binary whether they're cisgendered or transgendered come at me we will say, say saying you know choose a side already
3: well do you do, do you happen to do any any writing on social media or online or anything
1: uh, writing, no, not really. Most of my uh, expression is through my podcast, Changing okay. Latitudes, Transgender
3: Experience, mm-hmm.
1: and what I write about the show on Facebook or uh, Twitter or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, is,
1: is is most of the writing I do?
3: Yeah. Well, in, in the past, for myself, I've I've I, I do a lot of writing online. Like I have my HuffPost and all that, and. Before that, I used to do a lot of writing through Facebook and Instagram, and sh- and I got a lot of followers. And it was interesting to me when I wrote, and I shared stories that I had written about myself as a transgender woman, right? Um, and sharing it on websites that are inclusive of the entire uh, uh, binary, non-binary, everything, right? There, there's people there from every walk of life as far as the the trans. Walk goes, right? right <laughs> trans walk right, right, is that right. thing? I don't know. It um, sounds like a new dance.
1: We actually, new actually
3: dance. the trans walk. A, a trans walk, <laughs> or it's a delicious way to cook fried rice. Ooh, I
1: like that too. The trans or,
2: or it could be a walk on the wild side. Uh, yes. and, and Lou Reed's work. <laughs> yeah,
1: Lou Reed's. Yeah, walk
3: on the wild side. Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. But what was something I noticed is when I wrote material that was very personal to me personal to me as a binary trans woman that other individuals who would read it who are non-binary for instance or even transgender men would say that my articles while touching and emotional felt made them feel isolated and made them feel forgotten or erased like my stories were erasing their existence and really okay yeah and the the only way it was ever explained to me why that would be to individuals like that, because in my head, I'm like, who, who, why do they care what I write? Who am I? But what was happening is I was being viewed as a, as a voice in the community. So whatever I was writing needed to speak to a wider audience or at least acknowledge that they exist. I didn't need to write stories for them. Like I'm not going to write a non-binary story. I'm not going to write a gender queer story or write about gender queerness because I'm not, right? Just like I'm not going to write about the struggles of African-American women because I'm not one. Right. I, I, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't, right. I don't right. understand.
2: So you'd, you'd be an the expert, is yeah. You write about what you
3: know. I write, yeah. about, I write about what I know, but what I've done um, moving forward from that was whenever appropriate without feeling like I'm trying to pander to anybody, I always try to acknowledge that there are other – um, identities beyond the binary. In other words, oh. when, when, I say, when I say that I identify within the binary, it's not telling you that there's nothing outside of it. It's just saying that I identify within it. So it's like Bed Bath and Beyond the Binary. Yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond the binary.
2: <laughs> Exactly, right? That's perfect. I think it is
3: that's, perfect. That's that's a title for an article.
2: I I, I, I think it is. I, I that might be our our uh, collaborative <laughs> collaboration here uh uh uh, you know well it's 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 interesting it's something that obviously like mandy mandy and i have a a lot of uh uh, curiosity and and um interest in is is understanding the other parts of of the trans community and the trans experience this is just within the trans experience and so you're like you're like serving up it's like um you know yourself i i mean (laughs)
3: knowledge cake wow I, I, um, wow my, 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 I don't know
1: what to say to that um, she's
3: a, she, I, she uh, <laughs> Kaya, Kaya uh, she's serving you up on the uh uh trans walk
2: on, on the, on the trans walk so yeah. uh, there we go you know, now um, that sounds delicious. This, it's, <laughs> getting <laughs> Kaya served up on that on the show. it's it's as delicious we'll as a as a chocolate yeah. cake, you know, like baked into a cherry pie. <laughs> it's 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 amazing. So, um, again, I just want to remind our listeners: if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening <laughs> well, to <laughs> you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show, LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews. I'm your host, Kaya Kramer. I've got, uh, Mandy Camille Howard. Uh, Uh, in in the uh the the other seat over here and i'm interviewing uh charlie sabrina miller who is uh the uh host of the changes in latitude podcast which is now a part of the queer life family you can find all this on thequeerlife.org um charlie so first off um changes in latitude podcast i I, i'm a little ADD, so please forgive me but that's okay uh, okay um (laughs) Could you could you explain what is Changes in Latitude podcast? How do you how would you explain it to uh, the, uh, the the average uh, uh, listener person?
1: Well, uh, I'm going to assume that the average listener person knows what a podcast is because I don't want to have to get into that detail. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's a topic in and of itself. But uh, Changes in Latitude, the transgender experience. Um, when I was sitting down saying, hey, I want to put another podcast together, because I did one before. It was more comedy podcast than journalism podcast or the one I do now. And I said, ah, it's going to be about my transgender journey, you know, so I want to figure out some way to get that in the title, my transgender journey, my transgender life. And then I, th- I thought, well, it, it, life is an experience for everyone. Everyone has a life experience, and we all experience life differently. Well, this is, a, this is going to be a transgender experience. Okay, so there's part of the title. And then I was trying to figure out something a little more catchy than just the transgender experience. And I'm a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. I've been a fan of Jimmy Buffett since I was a teenager, which I don't want yeah. to put stuff away anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, and one of his more famous songs is Changes in Latitude changes in attitudes, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily suit specifically the transgender experience. But the fact of looking at life in a different sort of way, seeing things from a different perspective, and changing your point of view on things is really what it embodies. So I didn't want to take the entire title of his song, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, because I didn't want it to get totally confused with his song when people searched it out. So I took the first part because that's what's more important. You're changing latitude as you travel the globe, as you travel through life, you're moving through different longitudes and latitudes, uh, experiencing this, this journey. And so, and uh, my my avatar was uh, or is a sunset picture that I took years and years and years ago. And I just put some words on it and there was my icon. But that's how the title came to be. And now that I've done my, I mean, congratulations on your 97th show. This is fabulous. I'm so excited. I just dropped episode 103 today. So you're just about a month behind me in your episodes. But it's oh. such a wonderful feeling to get up there. I loved, I, oh, I had a blast with my 97, 98, 99, 100, 101, 102, 103. It, 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 the momentum kicks in. So congratulations, Kaya. I meant to say that at the top of the show.
2: Oh, well, um, yeah. Thank you so much. And uh,
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry that I forgot. But uh, so, so it's, the podcast has changed me. And from the listener feedback, it's affected a lot of other people. And so that's what. Changes in latitudes means to me.
2: Can you talk a little bit about how it has how, how has it changed other people? What 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 has been the response from others?
1: Oh well, I, I've gotten a number of uh, writers, uh, listeners, listener feedback from people in my own age range, from mid thirties to mid forties, who are who are either fully transitioned and just want to stay in touch with the trans community. Um, but more importantly, the ones who are just now reaching that goal within themselves of realizing you know i there 's something about my gender identity that i 've got to figure out, whether it 's gender queerness or full transition or what have you, whatever their thing is, and they share it with me about some of the things. Some of the, the, Well, some of the successes that they go through, you know, going to therapy, getting on HRT, um, came out at work, came out to family, those sorts of accomplishments. And they've also shared the exact opposite. You know, I came out to somebody and they rejected me. Um, uh, because of my health, I can't get on HRT. Um, things like that. And then uh, I have one specific listener that has been with me from the absolute beginning. She is such a fantastic person i mean she's been around with for the whole show that i can honestly call her a friend now that's how awesome she is
2: oh no kidding! and
1: yeah no kidding no kidding we 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 chat through facebook oh maybe not every day but uh, multiple times per week for sure and about, about things just news things um She's kind of kind of got a technological brain, so I pick her brain for certain Apple products. Um, I ask her questions about the show. Um, she's just she's just an all around awesome person, and and she told me herself that without my podcast, she probably wouldn't have had the courage to step forward and come out and t- tackle transition, because my podcast started just as she was beginning to. Explore and question her own gender identity. Oh
2: wow. wow! So
1: yeah, yeah. So so she connected with me. I connected with her, and it has just been one of those magical internet friendships. It's kind of strange, but it's awesome at the same same time. And um, she's probably listening right now live because she's <laughs> that big of a fan. You know, I, I told her about it, and she's die. So yeah. Well,
2: and, and uh, uh, well,
1: so, in so the, so there's just so many different responses out there.
2: I mean, in the in the immortal words of uh, My Little Pony, friendship is magical. Uh- <laughs> uh, true, very true, and, very true. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, first off, thank you so much for for, for sharing that because it's it's really powerful. You you, you don't realize um, at at least at first how how much of an impact uh, um, your your voice uh, has on other people. Your story, the stories that you're sharing, does and um, you. Know, I, I, I had a chance to to talk uh, about you with with Maddie Love, who is the uh, host of the Trans Atheist podcast. Out of uh, she is a sweetheart. She's fan, she, she's fantastic. She's she's such a beautiful person, and. Um, <clears throat> you know she was talking about how how you know you and and changes in latitude podcast um are are an inspiration to, to 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 her as well and so it's 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 something oh, wow. that that's um you know obviously t- you know touched a lot of people i've i've had a chance to jump around on on a handful of your episodes and it's it's you know, you you've, you 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 really hit all the all the main subjects right 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 on the head and so um, wow I, I just you. want to say thank you for for, for all the incredible work that, that you've been doing. Um, because I, I know just 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 from, from at least doing the queer life radio show that that there's so many people out there who, who are listening, who are silent and who are who are touched and moved. And, and this is something that helps them through. And I know that you are a big part of that. I I have, I have no doubt in my mind.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. I am, I am so moved. Thank you. Uh, Thank uh, you so much, Kaya.
2: Yeah. And... Because as a podcaster
1: yourself, I'm sure you understand that getting feedback from listeners is uh, kind of a challenge at times. So when you get something like what you just said, I am
2: so moved. Thank you. Absolutely and uh, for those listeners who are just tuning in right now, if you're just listening, <laughs> if you are just tuning in right now you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show LGBT News, Modern Perspectives, Roundtable Discussions and Interviews I am your host Kaya Kramer, I've got uh, Mandy Camille-Howard uh, here in the co-pilot seat with me and I'm interviewing uh, Charlie Sabrina Miller who is the host of the Changes in Latitude podcast which is now a part of the Queer Life family you can find this and more available on the Queer Life and i I definitely encourage you you know go out there uh uh, hit up your podcasting app itunes or stitcher or TuneIn or or whatever app you like is uh for your uh, media consumption choice and check out changes in latitude podcast uh with with, with charlie sabrina Uh, they're just really incredible and if you like the stuff go ahead comments uh let let us know what you think and you know i mean i i I, you know since i'm encouraging comments i'm just i'm gonna generally encourage positive comments Uh, (laughs) um if if you go to the queer life you can put whatever comments you want i mean (laughs) i at this point i've pretty much heard them all um but it's um it's some it's it's some really fantastic stuff um and uh, again, if if you're listening on the the podcast version of this show, the reason why I reintroduced the show, because this is a radio show that broadcasts live on KBBF 89.1 FM and is syndicated on KWTF 88.1 FM, KOWS 107.3. And I'm going to be trying to get into some other areas as well, but uh, all over the San Francisco Bay Area, um, all the way up to writing, all the way down to San Jose, five bazillion people. Uh, At the same time, approximately. Approximately, That's You would take it. one
3: or two people. Yeah,
2: you know, plus or minus two. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Charlie. So, I I, 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 want. I want to ask you. So, um, in 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 this in in regards to to your being genderqueer, in regards to your being a, a podcast host, how how does this? Um, yeah. what what's what's what what what's how how does this affect your life what what was what does it mean for you to move throughout the world as as a genderqueer person and not only a genderqueer person but an educated in the in, in the queer and in, um in, in in the queerness in the queer world i mean what does that mean for you
1: oh wow that's uh that's a tough one um well, again, for, for me, uh, I'm the stay-at-home parent to my lovely, lovely little boy. And uh, so I don't have the traditional job right now. We're waiting for him to get into you've, more You've Full-time got one of the hardest program. jobs on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> So so my day to day life revolves around him as far as you know the majority of the day. Uh, then I set aside time during the weekends or the evening times or the early morning and that's when I do my podcasting. I I sit down, I you know put my topics together, put my art outline and I go. And then I go back and I edit and add a little bit of music to make it you know slightly more entertaining than just my voice for an hour and you know or almost an hour and change sometimes longer than an hour and uh and I do the editing whenever I can in between what I have to do um and then uh, as far as gender queerness the next the thing outside of my home that I do is volunteer at one of the local uh, community theaters and it's it's theater and I mean theater is almost a, a synonym for the LGBT community. You know, you could go to almost any theater and expect to find at least one person that is of the LGBT family. So, uh, they don't, they don't really care how I present during, you know, whatever thing is happening. As long as it's, you know, appropriate. It's not like show up in inappropriate clothing. You know, you don't wear you don't wear like a string bikini to opening night at the theater.
2: You you don't. You know, I, not uh, of,
1: well, not this particular theater. Not okay, particular all right. Shows.
2: Sorry, pretty, I, we're we're close, to, close to San Francisco, Francisco here.
1: <laughs> yeah, in San Francisco, that's a whole different world. Yeah, um, well, th- yeah. So so I feel right at home as far as you know being able to express whatever gender fluidity I have at that moment in time. Um, so, so, I, and then I volunteer at my local LGBT center as well. So, everywhere that takes my circles, you know, of my daily life, is is been friendly. I haven't really had any. Oh, I have to go downtown and take care of this thing that I didn't want to take care of. That now I have to go and take care of. I don't have a lot of those things. Enough time to explore. What gender fluidity and gender queerness means to me, um, because there are times that I I just want to put on some lipstick or some eye color and you know walk down to the store and 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 it would look odd just just because it doesn't fit within the two binary,
3: right? And so right. that would
1: throw people and and because because like I said, I'm the primary caregiver for my child. I I don't want to take a champ. On risking anything, you know. So I'm not going to be. I'm not going to go. Oh, I'll just put some eyeshadow on and walk down to the store. Oh, wait, what, you do know, you, if, what do you mean
2: I, by uh, by risking anything?
1: Well, if I have my child with me and, and something happened, there could be a chance he could get injured or something. You know, like uh, like an,
2: if, like an like, incident of somebody not. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, exactly. An incident where something unfortunate would happen. You know, so to play it, so I just play it safe in that sense because cause he's a toddler. I don't need to deal with that.
2: Right, right, and you know that's 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 an understanding thing too. It's like that 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 goes. I I, I think for the most part for for the entire LGBTQIAA uh, community, it's like you you don't want to put yourself in a position where you yourself or people whom you're you're close with are are going to be in danger. Um, you know my right, exactly. Yeah. You don't
1: take that risk. <laughs> I mean, you have all rights to take that risk, and sometimes those risks need to be taken. To challenge things and to show your pride, yeah. But there's a, there's a time and place for it, and you need to know where and when.
2: Yeah, it's like you don't fly if, you, if you're trans or gender non-conforming. You don't
3: fly into Dubai. Okay,
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. There's a perfect example. You don't go traveling over there.
2: Well,
3: let's just say if you fly into Dubai, you won't be flying out of Dubai.
2: Yes, uh, you know what what happens do in Dubai, and I yeah um, and ends in dubai and ends in dubai uh yeah. Yeah, Gigi, gorgeous please, i you know don't don't go to dubai um know and any anyway but um no you're 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 absolutely right it's 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 i mean it's just an interesting thing to me um in in regards to to uh because uh gender identity and gender expression although um very very closely interrelated are not um uh, dependent upon each other uh, especially for genderqueer people uh like yourself um a question that i have and i'm sure a lot of our listeners have is is um what in a, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are, of course, statistically speaking, they are uh, cisgender, um, and uh, by by definition, most of them are, generally speaking, uh, binary. Um, like, how how do you explain to somebody uh, about what being genderqueer is, what your gender identity is, what your gender expression is, and how that how that can be fluid to somebody who is just. Barely even beginning to understand what a binary trans person is. How, how, how do you, how do you approach that con- conversation?
1: Oh wow. Um, well, I I have a few cisgendered listeners to my to my show who listen just so they can understand things a little bit more. So the first thing I would say is listen to my show. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to do the transgender experience. But in the moment, what would I say to a person? Uh, I think the easiest way to try to get it down to the easiest comprehension of it all is sometimes when you wake up in the morning and maybe you do or don't feel like putting on the specific clothes that you have to wear that specific day, for example, a uniform because you have to go to work, some sort of business attire because you have to go to work, um, some sort of uh, bathing suit because you promised you're going to go over to somebody's house and swim for a barbecue and you really don't want to be there, you know, you know, or something you're really excited about. Hey, you get to put on, you know, comfy clothes because you're going to go fly on it. I, I, so many scenarios, but let's just say, there's a day that you wake up and you just don't feel like putting on those clothes. You have to, cause you got to go do it, but you just, Don't want to. And then there are days for the same kind of clothes where you go, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to wear this. Whatever this is, this is going to be beautiful. This is going to be so much fun. Oh, gosh, it's going to be so exciting. And it can be the same set of clothes or it could be completely different sets of clothes. It's how you feel at that particular morning when you wake up. Now, that's just clothes. (laughs) Think about it about gender expression. And I mean the binary, the Mm. typical male. Hey, I'm the man taking on the male day to the the extreme feminine. Hi, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to be the typical, you know, whatever. Okay. Extremes, stereotypes, not real people. But that's how how your gender identity goes from one extreme to the next. One time you're liking who you are, so you enjoy it. And then another time you don't, so you go and put on something different. And gender fluidity, gender queerness allows you the expression to change your clothes. Let's just take, for example, a businessman going to a business, you know, sort of, you know, thing where you have to wear a business suit and tie. All right, so one day he goes as a business guy dressed in a suit and tie. And then the very next day he comes in, he's wearing sort of woman's business suit or a business skirt or something else in the professional realm that is acceptable. And he, and he is not questioned why, or she is not questioned why, or they are not questioned why they have decided to change their specific gender expression. It's just how they felt when they – women, sometimes you want to put on makeup. Sometimes you have to put on makeup.
2: I mean – Guys,
1: sometimes you have to shave. Sometimes you don't have to shave. Mm-hmm. It's those it's those choices where you where you can say I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to do what I want to do as far as expression of self.
2: Well, you know, thank thank you so much for for getting to, into that. And, and and obviously, this is something that you have talked. Uh, at length on 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 your on your podcast. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show, LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews. I am your host, Kaya Kramer. Joined this evening with Mandy Camille Howard, uh, who's a, who's a writer on, on HuffPost Queer Voices, and my guest this evening is Charlie Sabrina Miller, who is the host of the Queer Life. Uh, no. <laughs> Who is the host of the Changes in Logic podcast? Um, That's right. <laughs>
3: well, they they could be. They 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 could be. <laughs> it's <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> a, it's a. I know it's a long title. But it makes sense once you've listened to an episode or two. Changes in Latitude: The Transgender Experience. Ch-
2: yes, and so uh, d- you know, definitely go to the, go to thequeerlife.org and, and check that out um, to 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 hear a more a, a more about this, more in depth, because this is not something that you can just listen to for for five minutes to to fully understand. Um, uh, you know, ch- Charlie, one, one, I I've got another question here, and uh, again, you know, this is this is something that I've been approached it with you know a lot of people who are um who, who may, might even consider themselves to be to be allies who, who would ask me this question it's typ- typically heterosexual cisgender people uh who ask me it's like well you know kaya i'm 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 totally okay with you know you using uh, okay I'm, I'm gonna go into the i'm gonna go into the bathroom with this question here uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm, I'm totally okay with you using the bathroom you know but what you know what about you know these people who just like you know they they quote unquote change their mind all the time. How how do you respond to somebody who 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 um, has that uh, sort of understanding or misunderstanding about what what it means to be gender queer and and using uh, restroom facilities?
1: Ah, uh, bathroom questions, bathroom questions. You know, luckily in California, you can use whichever bathroom you particularly choose. Um even no matter how you are expressing. Yes, of course, if if you're expressing male and going into the female bathroom, yes, you're going to get... The same is true for the, for the other way around. If you're presenting female and you go into the male bathroom, you're going to be approached, spoken at, you know, whatever scenario is out there. There are so many. But luckily in California, it is legal to do that. And I am so glad to be living in this state. That goes back to the general safety thing I said a few minutes ago about you, you, you use what's appropriate at the time and place. Um, I have bypassed bathrooms just because it didn't feel comfortable to use whatever it was that I was presenting, whether it be male or female, just because it was not a good bathroom to stop at. Um, I choose, when, wherever I go, I choose to use different bathrooms that are of higher quality. Um, <laughs> I don't try to use the the, the the corner liquor store unless I absolutely have to. And to be quite honest, usually I would rather go to the bush around the corner than into the facility that they offer. But anyhow, um, <laughs> if, well, uh, I, I go where I go where I present evenly the best. I go where I go. You know, if, if one is if I'm presenting more feminine, I'm going to go into the female room. If I'm presenting more masculine, I'm going to go into the male bathroom. Uh, and again, because I have a toddler, <laughs> I am one of the lucky few that can honestly use a family bathroom and not be looked at. Because you know we're working on. I mean, he's got real good at it, but you know, still working on the potty training, making sure he tells us in time to get <laughs> to the room. You know, so uh, <laughs> so that there's there's that in my life right now. So I haven't really gone across any any time where I've been approached or addressed by that. And the few friends that I am very open with and have, and have been with me in public in you know the use of certain restrooms, they're they're on my side. They'll be like, okay, you know what? Right now you look more guyish, so go use the men's room. Right now you look a little more girlish, go use the women's room. And and that's that's my experience.
2: Well, you know, thank you so much for, for answering that. Of course, it's like, this is the, the hot button subject that, that all cis people are really interested yeah. in. And I, I, I sort of feel obligated as an interviewer. It's bathroom gate. Yeah, it's bathroom gate. It's not gamer gate. Yeah. This is bathroom gate. Yeah, the
1: bathrooms, the bathrooms are always such a hot topic. And w- once you realize the, it's not a pickup place, it's a place to go do the thing that most people feel the very most uncomfortable in public doing, but our bodies say we have to. So we go in, we do it, we clean up, we, we get out as fast as we possibly can, both men and women.
2: I mean, now, and and, and hopefully they people,
1: clean up. Yeah. Teams, <laughs> and, well, yes, and there <laughs> are those few that, that can't stand it so much that they just run out the door. Um, but, you know usually cleanup is the thing and i choose to go to the bathrooms where the people usually do so so the thing is it's just a base human issue and it's got nothing to do with gender because you can't tell me you gender your bathrooms at home that's ridiculous if one person is in one bathroom you go to the empty bathroom because it is the empty bathroom
2: wait wait you don't gender (laughs) your bathrooms at home we I know, thought this was normal.
3: Such a thing. <laughs>
1: so we gotta, we 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 gotta go get a lesson from 1950. No, it's 2016. A bathroom is a bathroom is a bathroom.
2: Well, you know, um, Mandy, you you looked like you had
3: uh, uh, something to say right there. Um, well, I was um, speaking on the radio earlier today, um, and w- it it got kind of um, brought up or whatever about the whole. You know the whole bathroom thing, and the the idea in the conservative world is that bathroom laws allow creeps and perverts and all that good stuff to go in, pretend to be a girl, and it's let's be honest, it's always pretend to be girls. They don't they don't care about the other way around, um, and allow somebody to commit a crime, and then when they get arrested, they go, oh, oh I'm transgender, and they go, Oh, that's all right, go on home. Right that's what they think right that's that seems to be the consensus and they're using that argument as a way to try to not sound biased towards transgender people Right Oh right. We, we don't we, we love transgender people but I just don't want to endanger my child and allow some creep to get away with abusing them because they say they're transgender And the whole point of that is that that's not what these laws do at all They don't they don't protect Perverts and pedophiles and and uh, rapists from committing crimes. <laughs> you know they don't. In fact, they don't even really make it easier. I mean, the, these individuals are already doing what they're doing regardless of what the of the laws are or what they are not. Right. So right. The whole the whole bathroom issue is interesting me interesting to me because a lot of places that are are trying to be inclusive, one of their solutions is to create Uh, non-binary or or gender neutral restrooms with the idea that they're going to get the trans people to use them which I love the idea of having gender neutral spaces and gender neutral restrooms and all that, that's great especially for people who are gender queer and a lot of a few of the gender queer people I know in this area are not comfortable going into a male restroom or or a female restroom so for them a gender neutral or non-binary restroom would be great, you know, because they're going to feel more comfortable there. But the idea that you're going to present a gender-neutral space as the only alternative for trans people is kind of like having white and black uh, water fountains. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In other words, we shouldn't call them gender-neutral restrooms. Let's just call them what they are: they're transgender restrooms. You know, um, unless they're not. Unless they are a choice. If they're a choice, that's fine. Then we can call them what they do on South Park, you know, the sissy restroom. The sissy restroom. It's, yeah. a, restru- it's, a, it's a restroom for people who are, who are uncomfortable peeing next to a transgender person. They can yeah. go to the neutral <laughs> you know? and, uh Well,
1: see, it, it comes down to education then yeah. because a bathroom is a bathroom. You want to call it gender neutral so everyone can use it? And that's what that means. It doesn't matter what your gender is. Everyone yeah. can use this bathroom. If someone looks at those words and misinterprets it as "oh, that's the transgender bathroom," yeah, it's not. The, the fault is on themselves. additional issue. Yeah, there should be a plaque on the side at the LGBT center here in San Diego. Recently, they've remodeled the bathrooms, and they've um, put two extra gender-neutral bathrooms in them. And all they are really is a family bathroom: toilet, yeah. baby changing station, sink, dryer, or uh, towels, or whatever it is, and a couple hooks so you can hang your your you know baby bag and other stuff on the on them so they're not on the floor. And. Right below the, the sign that says gender-neutral bathroom, it says gender-neutral can be used by anyone presenting at any time, yada, 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 yeah. yada. And that's the education right there. So whoever walks in and looks at this goes, oh, that's what that is, and that's the education. Now, the people that are just stupid and don't choose to read are – those are the uneducated.
3: Yeah. No, the um –
1: Taken and taken by you know taken by the old hook off the stage and pulled into the wings and the next act needs to come on because they need to be educated in a different way than just reading it in front of their face.
3: Yeah. Well, the the, the issue the issue wasn't or is not that having you know the issue is not having those available and a lot of the gender neutral uh, restrooms are single stall not family restrooms but. Um. The issue is a lot of places are pressuring their transgender students, their transgender citizens to use these spaces over the other ones. In other words, it when you when you are in a space that has a male and a female restroom and uh, a single stall, gender neutral, or whatever, and everybody knows that trans people in that area are being essentially pressured into, if not forced into, using those spaces, then going into those spaces puts a target on their head. You know, one way or the other. And th- and that's the problem. Then, like I said, it's great and amazing that we can have the family restrooms and the gender neutral restrooms. Those are absolutely essential. But the idea that they need to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, again, if, you, if you're just tuning in right
2: now, you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show, LGBT News, Modern Perspectives, Roundtable Discussions, and Interviews. I am your host, Kaya Kramer, and uh, this is episode 97. I'm interviewing Charlie Sabrina Miller, who is the host of the Changes in Latitude podcast. Um, we're going to go away for a short break uh, um, um, and uh, get into the news and perspectives portion of the show. Hey, Hey, Charlie, um, please stay on the line.
1: Yes, I'll be here when you get back.
2: All right. Fantastic. So, um, I, again, like I said, just just stay tuned. We've got some great stuff coming up. There's a, a lot of really interesting uh, current events that have been happening. You're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show. Be right back. You're listening to KBBF 89.1 FM, Calistoga, Santa Rosa.
0: Now, while they're having a break, we're going to have a break and hear from Tom Slayton. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. This week, TomSlayton.com forward slash Texaco. Yeah, Texaco, the uh, gas station. This is another photo, and I recognized it from the thumbnail because it's an old-style, 50s or 60s-style Texaco logo. Can't miss it. And I saw it and went, oh, wow, look, Texaco. And then I looked at it closely, and this this looks like it's it's seen some better days. It may be even, you know, from the 40s. And, I mean, it's it looks painted, it looks brand new, but the... Uh, the stand is very much rusted, and it's, it looks like it's going to give way almost anytime soon. But the character behind this this sign, this logoed sign, uh, can it means so much? Because I remember seeing it not this specific logo, but their Texaco logo that they had back in the early '80s when I was a kid, and and then I remember seeing it in the movie Back to the Future. And so they just, it just kind of, it, it, it's kind of personal, I guess, is the best way to see it. So go check it out, tomslayton.com forward slash Texaco. And now back to me on the Queer Life Radio Show.
2: All right hello everybody again you are listening to the queer life radio show lgbt news modern perspectives roundtable discussions and interviews i am your host kaya kramer and i don't know why my voice is like rising and falling like that it's uh it's kind of like my voice is doing the worm it's a roller coaster yeah it's, the, it's a it's a roller coaster um uh yeah yeah welcome to club queer life uh where uh drinks are always cheap um food is always delicious and mostly and vegetarian so is the company so is the company Company, the the cheap-, cheap and delicious. <laughs> cheap and, oh my gosh! Uh, 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 speaking of cheap and delicious, uh, my I've got Mandy Camille.
3: <laughs> I love that. That should be in my intro. Cheap and delicious.
2: <laughs> uh, my 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 cheap and delicious co-producer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've got as my guest this evening, Charlie Sabrina Miller, who is host of the Changes in Latitude podcast, a trans... Gender journey. Um, I did. I did. I get that right, uh, Charlie? Uh, no, close enough. Though changes in latitude, the transgender experience. Experience a transgender experience. You're just thinking a trans journey. A trans journey. <laughs> I, you know, I have to uh, to, to apologize. Uh, there was a moment earlier uh, where when you mentioned a trans journey, and then Mandy and I just started cracking up. Uh, that was actually the code name for a secret project that we were working on. Yeah.
3: <laughs> (laughs) a trans
2: journey a trans journey so uh um charlie you know first off i want to thank you so much for for being vulnerable and 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 sharing a a bit of your story i know that it's it's you know it's hard to to boil down you know one's entire experience into less than an hour and constantly getting interrupted at that by myself (laughs) Um but uh I I do want to remind our listeners that you can find the Changes in Latitude podcast uh, a link to that on the org and in your uh podcasting app on your iPhone or Google Play Music on your Android phone um and yes most of you um you do pro- if you've got an Android phone you probably have this app on your phone you might not be using it um so you might be using a stitcher in that case uh, Ch- Changes in Latitude podcast is on there as well but we've got, we've got links to everything on thequeerlife.org or just Google the queer life and you'll, you'll find it and you'll find happiness. You'll find inner peace. You'll find a $20 bill under the couch. All these things will happen when you listen to, when you go to thequeerlife.org. Um, I'm making false promises, I guess. But <laughs>
3: well, so, somebody who listened yeah, um, to that will find a twenty-dollar bill under under their seat.
2: Statistically speaking, yeah, right? it, it could it, happen. It, it and could happen. that one
3: person, you were like prophetic. i
2: I am just. Uh, I'm like a walking Buddha <laughs> person thing. Majigger. Um, and Anyhow, this is the Queer Life Radio Show Which is LGBT News Which is LGBTQQIAA Which is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender Queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and allies And sometimes bronies And sometimes nerds And sometimes, um, you know Trekkies, uh, Trekkies, um, Trekkies, you're 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 in on this too, and you know the Trekkies are like, hey, don't drag us into this. And It's like you, you're already there, you know. It's like, come on. It's. Uh, it's I mean, normally yeah. they'd fit under the nerd, but they're like next level. <laughs> it's it's the Trekkies are more than just nerds. I I, I don't know, Charlie, are you a Trekkie?
1: Uh, yes, I am, but I haven't been able to be in the last oh, 15 years, so I've missed a lot of the more recent. Uh, syndicated shows, but uh, the uh, Next Generation and the original series, absolutely.
2: Well, Next Generation is pretty much all you need. I've got a big poster of 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 the Next Generation cast in my living room. It's it's huge. It's it's huge. Like uh, like Bernie Sanders says, you know, <laughs> huge. <laughs> it's huge. Uh, how how does he say? I I, I don't know, but um, uh, P- Patrick Stewart would approve, but. Anyhow, um, I just, I, you know, it's here, here, there we go. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is the news and perspectives portion of the Queer Life radio show here. Uh, we've, we've got some exciting stuff for you here. If, if you, if you want to follow along and, you know, it, you know, oh, please open your books to page 36. No,
3: just <laughs> please uh, open your browsers and go to thequeerlife.org. Wait, couldn't it be like one of those uh, re- reading books where you gotta turn the page when you hear the chime? Yeah, oh, oh my god. I, I need to have that sound effect turn the page.
2: Yeah. I you know I am I'm totally not good at adulting right now. I'm just I'm kind of childlike. But um, anyhow, uh, this is the news and perspectives portion of the show. We've got all the news and articles and everything here, and Charlie has so kindly agreed to weigh in and give their opinion and perspective on on the news that I've uh, curated, queerated. Uh That's a uh, uh, trademark, patent pending from uh, Reverie. I my guest from the. the Previous episode and uh, uh, queer-rated. you know, you curate some news, and so that's uh, I, I like it. I'm I'm just gonna go with it. it-
3: <laughs> Me- meaning, meaning, you're you're assessing its value, or you're giving out, you're narrating. I, like, is it both? Is it?
2: I don't know. This is the BBC. So
3: <laughs> this is the BBC. This is
2: the BBC. <laughs> uh, all right, so. First up on the news and perspectives portion of, of this show is, is, is from pinknews.co.uk. Mika Beersford writes, less than 1% of Hollywood blockbuster characters are LGBT. A study by the University of Southern California's Media Diversity and Social Change Initiative has found that just 0.7% of characters in 2015's top films were LGBT. Not a single leading or co-leading character identified as LGBT and only 32 out of the 4,370 characters that spoke or named recognized themselves as being LGBT. Production studios are facing increasing pressure to show diversity in characters. In particular, Marvel were criticized for its lack of LGBT characters. Many fans of the Captain America franchise urged for the superhero to have a boyfriend, and Bucky was up for the title.
3: <laughs> I, I do know, I do know the actor who plays Deadpool. Um, what, you know him personally? Oh, no. I wish I did. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. he plays Deadpool. Deadpool is actually the character is pansexual in the comics. And uh, the actor uh, Ryan Reynolds wants Deadpool to have like a, a male love interest in the next film. Like the actor wants to have that, so that's interesting. I mean, for Marvel side,
2: interesting, yeah. So a a, a male uh, a, a male and male relationship, yes,
3: yeah. I mean, for, for t- Deadpool, for Deadpool, I mean he he already had the male and female relationship in the first film and. Um, I guess he, he, he himself as an actor would love to see the character, the actual pansexual nature of the character portrayed in, in that type of relationship. So it'd be interesting.
2: I, I i you know i i really would be looking forward to it. i and i i can totally see Deadpool really Definitely. just like hamming it up and making and, and it amazing making
3: it amazing and slightly inappropriate and
2: slightly <laughs> inappropriate and well maybe not just slightly but but like very but, yeah but very very yeah. but 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 amazing. respectfully
3: yeah
2: amazing. yeah yeah um uh Ch- charlie uh do do you have any thoughts on this uh
1: no actually i i don't i i was listening and i just kind of went i don't believe this, and that's kind of where I sit with it.
2: I mean, you know, I'm sorry, it's, I can't give any more. No, no, it's it's okay. I just it's it's and another thing that's coming to my mind is 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 and, and something that honestly I really haven't thought that much about how much uh, gender queer representation is there in in cinema, if if at all. Um, I mean, uh, may, maybe variations in gender expression.
3: Well, that well
1: sadly in the entertainment world right now the concept of uh, gender queerness gender fluidity you know where someone dresses different than you ex- uh, is usually used as some form of humor or quirkiness towards the character itself it''s it's it's, it's a tool it, it's it's it's, uh, I can't think of the writer's word for it, but it's part of the storyline to make it work. You got the quirky character and they're going to dress quirky. They're going to dress however you want to describe it like that. Or it's used as, as a joke you know, for whatever reason it may be. So once we move away from that and really show real people, gender queer, gender neutral people who fluctuate day to day, in, we'll say, normal everyday world, you know, going shopping, going to school, going to work, going home, whatever the case may be, then we will see genuine representation of, of gender-neutral, gender-queer people and trans people for that fact.
3: Well, did, did, did you hear about the uh, the film with, I think it's Michelle Rodriguez? Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. Do you yeah. you know what it's called now? What's, what's it called now? It's Re, R-E in parentheses, and assignment.
2: Reassignments, as yeah. in re- as- gender-, gender reassignment surgery. Well,
3: well no, she's a, an assassin who gets reassigned on a new case. No, yeah, it's a yeah. I, <laughs> uh, it, no, it's it's about a it's about a male assassin, I I guess, who gets captured by their arch nemesis and is forcefully surgically altered into a woman, and then goes on a rampage. A reassignment. A reassignment and just yeah. like, goes all kill Bill and kill Bill kills and, people yeah and that's one of the and it's supposed to be like a blockbuster film like it's a big budget it's not an indie movie. Uh, I I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I,
2: I, you know we we we've talked about this before and it's 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 something that. You know, first off, is it's 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 sort of frightening to me that this is something. I, I was re- I was reading a, a, a an a, an article about the about the sh- uh, about this film uh, earlier, and uh, Michelle Rodriguez had gone on and saying is like, oh well, uh, you know, it's like I'm so proud of Chris Jenner. He was just so amazing when he came out, and you know, that's what you know we're trying to do. Oh, by the way, I'm bisexual.
3: Oh yeah, and and yeah. she was saying that um. That basically to the trans community she goes what do you want this is bringing you more attention yeah <laughs> and, and that wasn't that's not verbatim so she, she that's missed, basically what she said so and, she misgenders Caitlin, she misnames Caitlyn uh, and, uh, and actually yeah. in, in one of her comments she actually suggested she made the comparison to white actors in blackface in Hollywood and made the comparison that that was a good thing because it brought black faces onto onto camera
2: yeah, I, she I, she
3: she literally argued in favor of black in of blackface i, I just, as, as a as a comparison of having cis people play trans characters there's 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 so much that's wrong with that statement it's like <laughs> and, and actually in the article that I read uh, yeah. on that, one, one of the best one of the best statements I read from the from the journalist who wrote the article about this particular topic was that. You know the whole argument of, of the trans people are trying to make is not that cis people cannot play trans people because they can, right? Because an actor is an actor, and we want actors to be able to play whatever. And honestly, of course, the, the, yeah. the, the problem, one of the problems, is that there just aren't enough roles, and they're not even trans people aren't even being considered for them at all, right? So, but that that's a separate issue. But the one thing that made sense to me that was amazing to to read and to hear, and it makes perfect sense, is that. When you have all these cisgender individuals playing trans characters, being trans becomes more of a performance art and not something that's an actual lived experience, right? In other words, it it, it mystifies being transgender into something that's not very real to the cis community. Uh, absolutely. Charlie, you sounded like you, were, uh, you had to weigh in on this a little bit.
1: Well, a little bit. Uh, my background is performing arts, and so yes, I agree. Uh, and an actor can play a role. That's the jaw. Um, but as far as making it a you know a goal to play a trans person for a cisgendered person, I, I think it, it, uh, for a person who's at that level thought of thinking. There, that's You could take that back to the 70s, 60s, 80s time when all these shows with, quote-unquote, gay people were happening in the world, Broadway, etc., etc., television. Uh, yeah, a lot of Hollywood happens to be homosexual, but I'm sure there are some gay roles that were played by straight actors. Well, so it's the same argument from ages ago. So when people realize that the fact that an out and that's the key word an out trans person playing a role of a trans character let's just say because ideally that would role or well, let's just say a trans person is playing a role whatever the role is they're just as qualified if that's you know their gig as an actor if that's their thing they're just as qualified to play it and once we get over this this trans thing and just realize that it's part of life, culture, and how we are, this argument about people playing different roles is going to move on to the next argument of who, whatever it is. You can say the same thing about actors playing animals. Oh, that person did a great dog. Oh, that person made a perfect cat.
2: Well, you know, I, I've, I have seen that Tom Hanks movie where... Uh, <laughs> what's the name of it? <laughs> what? The, the Tom Hanks movie where he's like a dog. It was like in the early uh, '90s. I don't, I don't know. It was you, have like, got me. In yeah. That. I don't know that.
3: A Tom Hanks movie where he's a dog.
2: I don't know. If anybody can find it, yeah. please uh, tweet me at this is Kaya. I will. Um, yeah. I
3: will say that any Hollywood film I've ever seen where an actor plays a dog, it's usually a real dog that they put peanut butter in its mouth or something. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Um, exactly. That's that's the Hollywood trickery of it.
3: All. Maybe that's what they should do with trans characters. Just like have a real trans person and just lip sync a cis person in, into their voice or something. The compromise, yeah, you know. I you know have like a famous vo- ha- famous voice Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman can play yeah. every trans <laughs> character. Exactly. Every, Morgan Freeman is every trans person. Alright
2: everybody, hello You are listening to the Queer Life Radio Show You either get busy living Or you get busy dying um, <laughs> um, That wasn't half bad No, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna jump on in the next article here uh, This is from LGBTQ Nation uh, a, a wedding venue owner uh, Refusing gays Quote, does not make me a bigot Or you righteous uh, LGBTQ Nation Um In an exclusive statement to LGBTQ Nation, the Christian owner of an East Texas bed and breakfast that hosts weddings defended his advertisement to refuse same-sex and transgender customers who wished to be married on his property. Uh, Quote, my conviction about same-sex marriage being bad for families and the country is founded on thousands of years of Judeo-Christian ethics. Robert Flournoy wrote in the emailed statement, adding this personal message to our writer, quote, that does not make me a bigot or you righteous. Fleurnoy, an attorney in Lufkin, Texas, sent the statement to LGBTQ Nation Thursday in reply to our request for comment about his ad in a local magazine announcing Texas Forest Country Weddings will not host a same sex wedding nor that of anyone who is transgender. Quote I will not host a same sex marriage at my place and I will not demand that you promote my constitutional rights in your lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender queer nation publication is that fair enough? Uh, Fleur Noy challenged us to publish his statement, writing that quote, most of your readers won't appreciate your printing what I have just said, but an honest journalist will do it anyway. Um, and so you can actually find that statement on the article's uh, website, LGBTQ nation. And it's, uh, so first off, um, I, I want to, uh, give you the definition of the word bigot. Uh bigot, which is a noun, is a person who is utterly intolerant of any differing creed, belief, or opinion. That's from dictionary.com. That's uh, uh, uh which is a pretty popular dictionary websites um so by then yeah. by definition he's a bigot by definition he he's a bigot but you know th- that but being, he doesn't yeah. identify as one but he doesn't identify as one so <laughs> and, and i don't know if his expression is that of a bigot i, I like, you know it's i'm, I'm a little i'm a little torn on 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 this statement i mean on on it's for for one yeah it's you know, he he's he's got his own bed and breakfast and they host weddings and stuff. And um you know, there there's people who just clearly don't like LGBT people. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't get it, but um I mean, I, I do want some sort of like, uh, cosmic macro sense that people who are born with parents who, and, and uh, who, who are anti LGBT and who grew up in areas where all of their friends and family and church members are anti LGBT. Of course, statistically speaking, they're going to grow up to be anti LGBT themselves. Now, what state yeah. is the
3: bed and breakfast in?
2: Uh, East Texas. Oh well, yeah. I'm I'm I mean, and for the for those of us who are, are listening in the more liberal parts of the country, that's that's <laughs> used it's it's sort of like oh well, obviously you know not there. It's like, and on the on the one hand, it's like no, you know, we as LGBT people don't want to be stepping into establishments that that obviously don't want us there. At the same time, though, it's it's. Um, where, where where do we draw on the draw the line you know what uh uh is are, are we going to allow people to discriminate um on the basis of something that honestly doesn't really affect them um or 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 uh, and 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 call that free speech and say no this is their sort of rights um but or at, at the same time or should we as, as a country, as a planet, as a, as a species move towards a place where we accept other human beings despite their differences. Maybe I'm being too uh, principled, uh, progressive maybe.
3: I, I would say it's a very difficult issue to deal with in that the a bed and breakfast, the way I understand it is most of the time is this, that's their actual home. Most bed and breakfasts. Yeah. It's like a... I don't know if it's their home exactly, but it's bed and breakfasts are kind of made to f- feel like you're kind of just chilling at somebody's house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously it's private property and all that. Um, but typically, in a lot of states that are more progressive, when you have a business that serves the public, you have to serve everybody.
2: Yeah, right? you can't.
3: Yeah. Um, Was it all, all the signs you see here in California? At a lot of businesses, we reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. That's actually not legal. Really? Really? No, it's not. (laughs) Um, You can refuse to serve somebody who's being disruptive and possibly breaking a law. That's perfectly fine. But the whole idea that you can refuse service to anybody, that – that's kind of like saying, oh, I don't like your skin color. I'm not going to serve you. No, right. that's not legal in California.
2: What about no shirts, no shoes, no service? No shirts, no. They're <laughs> discriminating against people who hate T-shirts. You know, you I, know. You know my, my boyfriend, he hates wearing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like a hobbit, except <laughs> taller.
3: Does he have hairy feet?
2: <laughs> and You know, he smokes a little pipe and smokes he lives li- lives a little hobbit hole.
3: So wait wait. How do you not hop it? Be, 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 wait, wait, wait. How do you not hop it again? Yeah. <laughs> but it, but as far as like uh, places like a bed and breakfast, on one on one hand, I don't want to live in a country where we force somebody like that to serve somebody like us. Right? But on the other hand, right. if they are providing a, a public service, then they should have to serve everybody. And if not, then they're free not to have a bed and breakfast.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Charlie. Uh, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, it's it's a it's a tough call because, um, you know, I had a great answer, and then I'm so sorry, but it, it, as far as well, refresh me on the on the question again.
2: Uh, I mean, what? what what would it mean for what? Uh, how how do you feel about uh, businesses uh, refusing service to to people whom they they don't like just on the basis of that?
1: Ah uh, yes, okay, thank you. Yeah, well, that is that is a gray area because it is the business person's right to refuse service to a individual based on a usually logical explanation. If if they can't be reasoned with, and it let's just say goes up the chain to a court case, then yeah, a higher a higher vision needs to you know dictate the the right or wrong. It, do I think a blanket answer is going to be the best thing? Nah, not necessarily. I mean, because you're covering things like no animals inside, no shoes, no shirt, no service. You know, I don't want to serve you because of the color of your skin or the presentation of your gender. You you get into so many gray areas that, as individuals, individual mom and pop businesses have the right to refuse service. If they're going to be jerks, they're going to be those sorts of dingbats. Okay, fine, take your business elsewhere where they're where you're more appreciated. Now, the big corporations, the big freaking corporations, all they care about is money. So they're going to piss off the least popular people because the more popular people have the money based on whatever business it is. So it's all it's all coming down to money in that
3: sense.
1: Everybody's an individual. There's you know, my dad used to say there are a lot more horses asses in the world than there are horses. And that can be taken in so many different ways. (laughs)
2: Well, it's a uh, you know it's 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 a it's a really it's a it's a really tough subject because it's like I, I I know that if if I had a uh, a public facing business um, and you know say say I had it let's let's use the example of a bed and breakfast and like say I had a bed and breakfast and uh, okay
1: you have a bed and breakfast
2: I, 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 so I've got a bed and breakfast now it's the, electronic music is going to be pumping twenty four seven shoes off at the okay. door but. Uh, you know, say somebody who walks in and they are a uh, a Nazi sympathizer. They have uh, um, what's that symbol that the Nazis have? The um, the one that's like swastika? the swastika. I, <laughs> I I was like the the the, the little arrows thing. Uh, <laughs> and and they you know and they're you know they have the little the Hitler mustache and I, I don't know I. You know, white supremacist type people and
1: Well at that point yeah. you're speaking of you're speaking of your life. You feel your life is in danger. No. So, but- yes, you have every right to not serve this individual because you feel threatened by them. In fact the next step would be to call the authorities, police, sheriff, whatever, and you know. Have some mediation in that set, but I
2: mean, you know,
1: should know that they are scaring people (laughs) because of their presentation.
2: But I mean, what what if uh, what if I technically wasn't being threatened? Say they were just being fairly fairly friendly and you know but but they said you know I I really want to stay here um, I don't believe that I believe that brown people are an inferior race that's just my beliefs um you know you've got a great place for a person who is uh Asian uh, you, know, you know it's like you, know, it, you know, but they're be, but they're being civil about it it's like it's 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 a you know so I, I'm like it's it's strange um I'm, I'm actually a web designer and if if a Nazi person or a white supremacist asked me to make a Website for that. I honestly, it would be kind of hilarious to me. I probably would just for, for the whole irony around it. Make a rainbow swastika. I um, i would make a rainbow swastika, uh, uh, kind of uh, like uh, on the the, the uh, Chappelle uh, show. The, uh, <laughs> uh, was it the Chappelle show with the gay KKK yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chapter? Or the, the black KKK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the black white supremacist. It's, um, you know, it's this, this is a, this is a hairy issue. Um, I know for a lot of your listeners, if, if, uh, um, if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show, LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions and interviews. I am your host, Kaya Kramer. I'm joined this evening with Mandy Camille-Howard. And uh, our guest is uh, Charlie Sabrina Miller, who is the host of the Changes in Latitude podcast, A Transgender Experience. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually put podcast at the end, but that's okay. Okay,
2: you know, it's... like you, You've <laughs> done
1: real good.
2: <laughs> thank you, you good. thank you. I'm I'm learning. I, you know, thank it's... You. Uh, okay, that's okay. I can learn. Uh, Skynet will go live, well, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the thing is, if somebody just searches out Changes in Latitudes podcast, they'll find me. If they just search Changes in Latitudes, they're going to find me and the Jimmy Buffett song. I am obviously not the Jimmy Buffett song.
2: Uh, it's a podcast so so yeah it's good well fantastic so um i'm i'm going to i'm going to jump on to the uh to the to the next article on here and it's uh uh, an article from TowelRoad.com. Michael Fitzgerald is the author, and it's called Texas, quote, Ex-Gay Group Defends Billboard Promoting Reparative Therapy. And there's actually uh, a video on the website, but um – uh, one one of the bill the billboard has a, a picture of a uh, of a dude smiling he's sort of sepia colored and uh, it says quote x gays prove change is possible www.therapeuticchoice.com or pfox.org pfox is parents and friends of x gays and gays seeking tolerance for all paid for by pfox um Uh, A Texas organization has come under fire for posting billboards supporting ex-gay therapy in Waco, Texas, Uh, sponsored by parents and friends of ex-gays. PFOX, the billboard, uh, reads just what I just said there. And um, uh, Reverend Charlie Garrison of Central Metropolitan Church Central told ABC, quote, Ex-gays implies there's something wrong with gay, lesbian, and transgender people. I understand why someone would be drawn to that sort of billboard. Ex-gay therapy does not do any good and, in fact, can do harm in increasing the suicide rate in the LGBTQ community. Uh, This article goes on and on. But uh, basically, for those of you that don't know, um, uh, reparative therapy, uh, ex-gay therapy, it's, it's, uh, it's conversion therapy, it's uh it's where you go and you speak to a therapist and they help you not to be gay anymore
3: have you Have you ever seen videos of of some of the group therapy they actually do
2: no I haven't <laughs> oh my
3: gosh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, I, I I would like you know. Honestly, I'm kind of curious. I, I, I would like to, we go, should to go. We, we should, should sh- totally go to we one. Should go to one yeah. uh, I mean, they're they're illegal in California. Well, we can. They? There are other
3: states nearby.
2: Yeah, there's other states nearby. <laughs> I was I was just in
3: Arizona. There um, you go. <laughs> they probably have it there. But uh, no, they have. Um, yeah. I saw a documentary that they uh, focus on a few different organizations, and a lot of them do the same thing. They're almost always run by quote-unquote ex-gay individuals who got out of the gay lifestyle and found Jesus and all this other stuff. But as part of the therapy, they feel like one of the reasons they're gay is because they they have this hang-up over male, sen- male sensuality without it being sexual or something like that. It, it's some kind of twisted thing that they're thinking in their head or they had too much female attention growing up uh, from their mothers or whatever. So what, some of the things they do is they actually get together with other men trying to become ex-gays, uh, trying to repair their gayness by sitting there and holding, like, hug sessions. Wait, wait, how is that not gay? They cuddle. Wait, wait, so... Yeah, but the idea is that you got to cuddle, but totally not get, like, uh, you know... Like aroused, like Arouse, yeah. That, I guess that's so the, the thinking.
2: If you're gay and you're going to an uh, a, a therapy group's therapy session where you're trying to not be gay anymore, so you cuddle and, and basically and, you and then cuddle you just with, start
3: cuddling with I, other men. I mean, honestly, that sounds like torture. <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually sounds like a, a great Saturday night. So. <laughs> hey, let's go pretend not to be gay, and cuddle with a bunch of guys, and tell ourselves we're straight. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a bad like Rob Schneider
2: movie or no. an SNL skit or something. And then
3: there's been uh several founders of some of these bigger groups that are well known around the country who have come out afterwards and said, "Yeah, they were never not gay and they're back into the into what they call the gay lifestyle." And they the whole thing is just a, a kind of a big joke because you're never not gay. You're just Trying to learn to hate yourself And to learn to live a straight lifestyle You're just varying
2: degrees of gay
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know know, The
1: same can be said about being transgender Yeah, I mean If those that come out late in life For however long Individually, they've had that struggle And then finally They reach that point You know it's
3: very similar
2: in that regard. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it absolutely is, and this and this applies, of course, to to all aspects of the LGBTQIA uh, community. Maybe not the intersex, um, because you don't come out as intersex. Yeah, of course. But it's um, well, you do to your partner. Uh, you, you you in in some cases you you do come to your partners depending on which of the the over two thousand forms of intersex there are. And in many cases, yeah, people, exactly. people don't know
3: their. A lot of people don't know yeah. they're intersex.
2: Yeah. Well, if they even right. know that they're intersex, <laughs> um, exactly. uh, but it's 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 an interesting thing. And um, this whole um, uh, gay reparative therapy, ex-gay thing, makes me think of the all the mental backflips that I did as a uh, as a quote unquote young man when I. <laughs>
3: well, in many yeah. ways, that was your self-reparative therapy. Yeah, it's uh, that, was you, that was you trying to.
2: Yeah, ignore. I mean the whole. Uh, uh, stuff on the internet about autogynophilia oh, and yeah. uh, which is for those of you that don't know it's a um, it's a highly debunked um, uh, uh, sort Hypo- of hypothesis. A hypothesis on on why uh, uh, on the on the feelings of a gender dysphoric trans person are particularly trans excuse me trans, a gender Tra- dysphoric trans specifically trans women trans women, right? trans women um, where uh, you just become sexually aroused by the idea of having uh, the uh, uh, uh having a vagina
3: and ha- and yeah. being and having penetrative
2: yeah and so it's uh and then they sort of break it down into uh, uh the autogynophilic um uh homosexual and yeah. the autogynephilic um uh, uh, l- lesbian or masculine i it's it's um you in other words yeah. they're
3: saying that having the idea of being sexually attracted or, or aroused by the idea of having sex is somehow a disease.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a disorder. And so I, I know a lot of uh, folks listening right now are like, "Oh, well, that seems like a completely valid thing." It's like, "Well, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me just sort of respond to that s- sort of s- thought that a lot of the listeners are probably having right now." And I'm, I'm somebody probably said that out loud as we're listening because statistically speaking, there's there's a uh, there's a there's typically around 13,000 listeners at a time
3: of <laughs> a bazillion <people>. yeah <laughs> a bazillion. of of
2: a bazillion people um because we're on the radio and uh it's Here's the thing, for, for many trans people, and of course, many trans, they you know, the, the, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, everybody's got their own experiences, but the, one of the shared experiences about that, that trans people have is whether or not a, a trans person becomes aroused by the fact that, uh, whether they, they, they see themselves, uh, as, uh, as having a vagina and it sexually arouses them, or they see themselves as having a penis and and it sexually arouses them. Um, yeah. I'm talking about trans men or trans women. Um, it's uh, is 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 besides the point. Um, th- it, that's really not it for for trans people. Um, and and of course, I'm I'm speaking about the binary trans people. Uh, it's 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 it comes down to identification. We, well, the, yeah. there
3: is there is another group out there of individuals who become aroused of, of with the idea of being um, uh, having uh their vagina penetrated and oh I mean who, who are those people I, um, I they we know them as cisgender hetero women oh wow I wow like, I, yeah just you know, seriously seriously you, you don't mean, think they about
2: need them help. yeah they, they, they need help they need help they need to just learn that they need to go to a doctor they're they they're auto, autogynophiles yeah, yeah they're autogynophiles it's <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> So so. <laughs>
3: it, seriously, what's wrong with them? Don't they know that's against against somebody's God somewhere? I, somebody's God. I I don't know who's God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's uh, that's basically what Auto yeah. really is. It's we are as a trans woman. I'm a woman yeah. who you know gets excited about having sex w- with men because I'm straight. So why is that a, a disorder? Yeah. (laughs) Why is it a disorder for me but not for a a cis woman? So I mean, yeah, it's kind of dumb. It's 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 interesting. Uh, Well, that goes
1: back to being uneducated. I'm sorry to interrupt. (laughs) No,
3: no, no,
2: no, no, (laughs) go, go go ahead, go ahead.
1: That um, goes back to being uneducated. The person who thinks that that you know, being a transgendered woman wanting your vagina penetrated because you are straight, yeah, is wrong. Needs to be educated. They need to understand the basic, simple fact that. You are a woman, and women like that sort of thing. Exactly. Period. And a story. Move on to the next subject, please, because this is now getting boring. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, just it's like okay, here's here it is, black and white. You know, we learned it in health class.
2: No, uh, hopefully it
1: goes in the vagina, <laughs> and everything else just happened a fun time, yeah. and just be protected, or else there's going to be babies involved, or whatever your educational experience was. And there's health class right there for you. There's so health class. So what yeah. if the person was born in a different body and had to go through certain medical procedures to get to where they need to be? So what? Yeah. The journey of the mm-hmm. struggle. Yes. But so what? You move on to the end result and you live your life. Done.
3: I will say that so far, I'm not ruling it out completely, but so far, a guy doesn't have to worry about getting me pregnant. So far, so far. I, I mean, you know, it's like so far. You'll get so an yeah. update on that. Well, we'll, uh, <laughs> well, we'll, uh, well, you know what? We'll look
1: in, into that. In all honesty, in all honesty, I feel that in science, now probably not within my lifetime, but within the next hundred or so years, I feel that there will be a medical procedure out there available where a trans woman can experience that part of life.
3: I would Just say it's as, going to be less than fifty as a trans years. Man
1: will be able to experience yeah. that part of life. I, I'm going to say medical science needs to catch up.
3: Yeah, I'm going to say it's probably less than fifty because they're already working on that technology.
1: Yeah, they're already making grand steps in the case. Yeah, but I mean. Being really affordable, being really yeah, right, limited, yeah, right, use yeah. the word popular. You know, I mean, I don't want to say they're going to be popular, but they're going to be more mainstream. There's going to be you know thousands of patients that have had it yeah. and have had positive results, and so now it's available to the masses. Sort of.
3: I will say, I will say, in a, in that type of a future, the best part of that of the idea that thanks to science and technology, anybody can give birth and carry a baby inside of them that it will forever eliminate the excuse that the the empathetic the the failure of empathy that men have towards their pregnant wives going honey you know if i could i would i would carry the baby for you <laughs> no, that'll forever right, eliminate exactly. that excuse because then the woman can go. Hey, <laughs> we can go see doc- uh, the doctor tomorrow.
2: Yeah, and this, right. This right. Can be we can go
3: your, take this, care
2: of this. We can, this could
3: be. Yeah, all you your know, yours.
1: we haven't reached the third trimester. So we can take care of this. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. the way out. Why don't you Why not you drive the car the, all the way to the garage?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. just
1: go from there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that'll. I think that'll be a beautiful thing. And and it's it, it's progression like that that is going to. Really affect the population of the world yeah. because they'll realize that we're all equal. It's going to be a step toward equality. I mean, we got a long way to go, but something as simple as that is going to be a step towards equality. Mm-hmm. Look, you were born in the wrong gendered body.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's it's. So now
1: let's fix it, and you can move on with your life.
2: It's it's really interesting Ta-da. where this is all going to go in terms of science uh, science and technological advances, but I mean, uh, I think even more prodigious is going to be the the uh, the social change that is going to be ine- inevitable to our, our species. <coughs> uh, what with uh, um, the, the 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 more widespread proliferation proliferation of education and and people just be becoming more more worldly and more accepting of our our general human experience. I I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's our our
3: next. Uh, level of uh, evolution of thought, really. Um, um. I, I was going to say uh, before you go into the next story uh, that you're down in in San Diego, correct?
1: Yes, I am.
3: Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, the first trans uh, police officer in the San Diego PD?
1: Oh, I haven't met her, haven't but met her? I read the news article. Yeah, her,
3: na- her <laughs> name's her, yeah. her name's Christine uh, Garcia, I believe. And, um, that
1: sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I read the article.
3: Actually, I actually have met her. She she was up here uh, training for her qualification that she's now doing, which is like accident um, uh, reconstruction stuff like that. And she's oh, wow. a, she's an amazing person. So I'm really happy to see that she's getting recognition down down south, and it seems like she's doing some amazing work. So I just wanted to yeah. mention to yeah. make sure you heard of her.
1: Oh yeah, no, no. I read the article, and uh, I, I mean, I think she spoke at the uh, the local LGBT center. But my schedule and transportation and things like that make it challenging to go to things almost spontaneous, <laughs> and so I so I miss a lot of those police we'll call it. Yeah, well, and and so yeah, so so I would miss something like that. But no, I read the article on it, and I thought it was just such a wonderful, mm-hmm. positive article, uh, a great. Inspiration to those that are still in the in the struggling phase, yeah, and also a great confirmation to those who have who have lived for, for decades, you know, post-op and, and living life and all that, you know, almost stealth. We'll say it was just a well-rounded article. It was it was beautiful. I think mm-hmm. I, I think I forwarded it on my uh, my fan, my uh, fan page for my show.
3: Well, um, I, I I can't make any promises, but I can reach out to her to see if she'd like to go on your podcast. Oh, that would be wonderful. Because I I don't oh, know, I, would, I, don't I, know I don't know I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she's allowed to do whatever interviews. You know, I don't know what her situation well, is course, with work, uh, but I'll 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 put a bug in her ear to come to at least communicate with you and see what you can do. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course.
1: That is so sweet. Thank you. Yes, I would love to have her if
2: she's able. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on to the the next uh, article here. And again, if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to the Queer Life Radio Show, which is LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews. Um Next up on the news and perspectives portion of this show uh, is an article from queerte com a priest who insisted gays should be celibate has key acu- has been accused of molesting a teenage boy. Uh, you'll never believe this, but a homophobic religious official has been accused of molesting a teenage boy. Um, maddeningly, these statute of limitations may prevent the case from ever being fully investigated or prosecuted. Um, and, you know, we don't—we know that the church is definitely not going to be launching an investigation with any sort of transparency on this issue. So, uh, uh, the facts as we know them are these. Uh, Father Anthony Giuliano told a newspaper back in 2014 that quote gays should be celibate if they wanted to be part of the church um not priests though just members and he said that the that pope francis was wrong to admit same-sex couples into the church uh giuliano ran to parishes about uh, two hours from new york when a man in his 40s accused him of molestation in the 80s um uh, are the accusations true? The archdiocese called them "quote credible." So you know who knows what. And according to the victim, the priest befriended him in the late '80s, and they used to wrestle together. Um, and of course, there's you know nothing odd about a priest wrestling
3: with a young boy. Uh, Priests <laughs> wrestle all the time.
2: It's it's this sort of thing. You know you you know you you know do priest stuff and then you wrestle. Wrestle
3: it's, for the Lord.
2: You wrestle for the. <laughs> That, 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 that needs to be a bumper sticker.
3: <laughs> Wrestle for the Lord. Oh, I, my gosh. I, you know, I... Well, you know what? Yeah. There's There's been over the past several months, actually over the past year or so, there's been, in even recently, several stories about people who are either priests or politicians or pundits. You know, people in the news who were very anti-trans, anti-gay. Yeah. And, and then, surprise, surprise, they're... they're uh, fooling around with young children and it really—they—they are the pedophiles. Yeah, they're the pedophiles. They're the rapists. They're the rapists. They're the ones yeah. creeping p- on people in bathrooms.
2: Well, what what is it? Um, that, uh, I I remember seeing on Facebook this guy who was bullying trans people mm-hmm. out of the bathrooms. Yeah, ended up having like a a, a sex slave, like
3: literally uh, in his, in his, his in his basement, in his basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Who who was kept there against against as well.
3: Yeah, and he was one yeah. of the more – he was in, in his local area, he was one of the more vocal people politically against trans people and the perverted stuff we might be doing in the restrooms. And I think I made a comment on it basically saying that it's no wonder these people are afraid of what we might be doing in the restrooms because they are doing it and they think everyone else is like them. Right. <laughs> like they're they're the ones doing it. So they think everybody else is doing what they're doing, so of course they're afraid.
2: Of course they are. Um, so we, we've really only got a, a couple of minutes left here. I know these, these, these two hours go by so, so fast. Um, uh, uh, Char- Char- Charlie Sabrina, um, I, I, I want to give you some, some of the, some of the last words here. Not, not all of them. They're, all, they're, they're mostly mine, but you can have some of them. <laughs> um, um it, to uh, uh, if you could address the audience and uh, to anybody who's questioning their their gender identity or their sexual orientation or where they fall on the spectrum and they're they're feeling down or alone or they don't know what to do um do you have any words for them any any advice any uh, sort of understanding for them Charlie are you still there um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna address that question. Same question to Mandy.
3: Um, what what would I have to say to people? Um, you know, like we like you pretty much say every week on your show is that if you are questioning yourself, you're questioning your sexual orientation, you're questioning your identity, that you're not alone. There are people out there just like you. People out there who have suffered through much of what you've gone through and are suffering. And there are resources for you on the internet, there are resources for you in your communities, no matter where you're at pretty much nowadays. There's something out there for you and there's people who love you and that you are not as different as you believe. Um, And there are things you can do and and you are loved and you are cared for. And I know everyone here on The Queer Life is instantly in love with you and instantly your friends. And there's so much that you can do going forward you know and please reach out if you need help don't stay silent um I don't know if we have the number for hot, any hotlines or
2: yeah the the the, the support uh, line is on org uh, yeah. slash uh, get help or go to mm-hmm. go to the get help link on the queer life
3: website yeah there are free 800 numbers and there are things you could do they're they're Like I said, there's so many – today we're incredibly lucky, especially if you're living here in the United States and especially if you're living in California. There are so many places to reach out to. Reach out to somebody. Tell somebody. Talk to somebody. And if you know somebody who is doing that, then – you know, help them out. Be be understanding. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mandy. I also want to
2: thank our guests for this evening, Charlie Sabrina Miller, who is host of the, the uh, Changes in Latitudes podcast, a transgender experience. You can find all this and more on thequeerlife.org. You've been listening to the Queer Life Radio Show, which is LGBT news, modern perspectives, roundtable discussions, and interviews. I am your host, Kaya Kramer. Um, that was Mandy Camille Howard. Uh, thank you so so much for listening. Stay tuned. Check it out. Good night.
0: Well, there you have it. (laughs) What happened at the end there is I got disconnected. Uh, I don't know what happened. The call got, it didn't get dropped. I just kind of cut out, and I could hear nothing. I didn't hear anything, and they couldn't hear me. So, so the last 10 minutes of the program, I missed out on. So it was nice to hear it when I put this show together. as our closing music. Thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode of Changes in Latitudes. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did listen live and you heard this again, I hope you enjoyed it the second time. Next episode, 107, All the World's a Stage. What roles do we play in it? As always, I'm looking for people to talk to. I'm looking for questions to answer. Send them to me, Changes podcast at gmail.com. And check out changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. On the right-hand side, you'll find the Amazon affiliate link. Anytime you do your Amazon shopping, click on that link. Or better yet, click on it once and bookmark it. And every time you shop at Amazon, pennies on the dollar come back to help out the show. Literally pennies help the show it's phenomenal I'm amazed at the wonderful return from all you wonderful listeners that do shop at Amazon for the show thank you so very much and now as Jimmy Buffett says if I couldn't laugh I just would go insane if we couldn't laugh we just would go insane and if we weren't all crazy we would go insane so stay crazy everyone take care of yourself Take care of somebody else, and I'll see you at the end of the week. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second. Please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or, at the very least, a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. And now to close the show. And remember...